This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead with the Moorhead team. This is the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today we have Aaron Cabrera, a real estate investor in Austin. He's going to tell us all about his story of how he's gotten started real estate investing in Austin and where he's going next. Hey, Arian, how are you? Hi, good, Jordan. Thanks for having me here. It's an honor. Yeah, thank that. you so much for coming on. I know we, we, we know each other. You've worked with us in the past. I've seen some of the stuff you guys have done. And you're really doing awesome. And I wanted to be able to share that with other people who are getting started in real estate investing here in Austin. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad to share what I'm doing. I'm mostly because I'm a newbie on the topic. And I really would love to help somebody on their journey, or at least the ones that are starting into it. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit before. I, I wouldn't consider you a newbie. You've done it twice now. You've done some big rehabs. But real quick, who are you and how are you involved with real estate investing in Austin? Well, I need to to get the audience on uh, on topic. Uh, first thing I need to say, I'm a Cuban immigrant. So I came from Cuba like seven years ago. So um, uh, I've been working on, I came directly to Austin. So I guess I was lucky that I found real estate in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, it was an amazing lucky shot, I guess. And um uh, starting from that, I work on IT. I'm an operation analyst. And uh, since we established our life in Austin, Texas, we decided to put our money to work because we always had the idea to uh, get ourselves um, out of the rat race, um, a way of saying. Uh, and we were always frugal, saving our money, try to start a business on checking something and that's how we found real estate so we say where do we put our money and real estate pops up and we love it um i was talking to you one, at one point that my grandpa was always a flipper uh, back in cuba and and that, that runs in my family <laughs> so uh, as soon as we found real estate we fall in love for it and i was like yeah we need to go for it awesome so I want to talk a little bit about your story a little more. Um, we're not going to go too in depth with it, but so what did you guys do in Cuba and why did you come to the U.S.? So in Cuba, we were into college. Uh, and so after we get out of college, we, we both did uh, what of, uh, it's called here electronic electronics or something similar to that. Um, similar to computer science, but more electronic basis on that. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, uh, you'll find a work and on where we were, what we did for and our careers was really difficult and it was not worth it. And talking about Cuba being a dictatorship, so we trying to find a future for ourselves. And that's why we decided to come here uh, to United States. Yeah. And I know I know a little bit about your story of your your grandpa that was a flipper. Um, I didn't know how he was a flipper and I, it made more sense when you explained it to me more in depth. So explain to people, you know, here in the U.S., you're a flipper. Um, we hear these stories of people flipping hundreds of houses a year. Maybe they've got five flips going at a time. How did he do it there in Cuba? 
So I was telling you that it, this uh, in Cuba, the way the law is written, uh, you cannot own one more than one house at a time. So that means you can only own one house or like you can probably try to get three different houses in different people's names, but that will raise flags everywhere and now you get you in problems. So uh, he was most doing a living flips. Like we call living flips here uh, in the U.S. It's like you buy a house, you move there, you fix it a little bit, you know, raise the value, sell it, get some money out of there and then move to the next one and again and again and again, as much as, I mean, if you have strength to do so, I'm patient to do so. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. So um, again, guys, if you, if you listen to that, Arian said that you can't own more than one house at a time in Cuba. So his grandpa's really smart. He said, hey, I'm gonna figure out how to make this real estate investing flipping work in Cuba. I'm just gonna buy a house, I'm gonna do the live-in flip, then I'm gonna move on to the next one after I sell that one. Um, so he's really smart. He's doing that. He's making it work in Cuba. But even what what we're doing here in Austin, you know, we're buying a, a house hack one year and we're moving out. We're buying another house hack the next year. You can't do that because you can only have one house at a time. So that's exactly we forget how blessed we are, you know, in this country with with how real estate works and with just how everything works in this country. We say, oh, um, you know, real estate's so hard. I can't do it. But you can buy a house and then you can do another one next year if you're just buying it to live in. That's so easy. And we're allowed to do that where not everybody is. So I thought that was really cool um, that he's figuring out a way to make it work. But it also makes you be grateful for how great we have it here. We've got it just amazing with the way our loans are set up and the way real estate ownership rights are set up in the U.S. and just how the economy works here, especially here in Austin, how we've got things. We've got it so good, and it's easy to forget that. It is, that, that is true. And I'll say there that when I first came here, I felt that it was difficult here because I didn't know how real estate works until I get into real estate. And I was like, oh, my God, no, I think real estate is so difficult because I was thinking in my mind, I was still in Cuba, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. And then we and I realized, like, yeah, guys, like, I mean, it sounds hard. I mean, it's not as easy as it sounds because be real, there's work to do, but it's easier that you might think it is and 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 coming from cuba i just realized yeah <laughs> why not this is definitely a good place to to be yeah the doors are wide open here in austin and especially here in the u.s so that leads me to the next question why do you guys choose to come to austin so austin's not the you know i know what's miami or key west is 90 miles from cuba um, there's so many opportunities to move to florida if you're from somewhere in the caribbean why Austin? Oh, that's an interesting question. Again, I'll say that I'd say it's a lucky shot, but hey, man, life puts you in places that you never you never know. Uh, my mom was living in New Jersey before I was uh, I was on my way here to U.S. and like months before I came here, she moved to Austin. Actually, she moved to Georgetown, really close to Georgetown. And we came here because it's the only family we had here in Austin, even though we have a lot of friends in Miami. And they say, you should come here with us. Uh, we came to Austin and we saw Austin. We saw the house was growing and, and the tech, because we are uh, tech-oriented uh, uh, careers, we say, oh, no, 
with the Austin Austin for the so we come to Austin and stay here for the tech careers and we stay for the real estate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I think you guys made the right decision. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. So obviously, you know, you didn't have it in your mind that real estate investing was a great thing to do because we you know where you grew up. People weren't investing in real estate other than your grandpa. So you had an example there. You know, you had a house flipper in the family who'd been doing it for a while and was doing it successfully. But what attracted you to real estate? So the thing that attracted me to real estate was uh, first thing as uh, one of the first thing that attracted me personally was the edge against inflation. Mm -hmm. uh, inflation was a thing. I mean, I always kind of uh, love finances, even though I don't have a financing career, but I like the idea of understanding how money works. Uh, and uh, and I understand how inflation works. And and I thought inflation was really something that really impacted our money. And, and when I saw real estate and how strong it is against inflation i was like that's a big reason to be there <laughs> the other reason was what i was talking about you that my grandpa and i was like i got a really good idea about what how you know how the house how the things in the house those little bit of plumbing here and there uh and the other important thing that uh, i like it too it's like it's easier it's easier to buy a house than build a business out of nothing you know we're coming from a country, uh, different country, different language, different culture. It's really hard for me to, I don't know, start uh, making a business uh, software. Maybe I could do that, but I still need to find the culture, find my clients who is going to buy my product. And it's really difficult, uh, at least for me, for my mind, right? Think about those terms when I see, but it's just buying a house. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of easier <laughs> on my mind that, that that's why, that's, that's what brings me to real estate yeah no i love the first thing you brought up was a hedge against inflation inflation is a very real thing and it's a huge issue that we're dealing with right now you know prices are going up like crazy you know five plus percent a quarter and what that really means is your dollar is losing value every year every quarter every day when inflation's real high but also, when inflation is real high, real estate's holding value and increasing in value. So it's not, there's no direct correlation that, hey, because if your dollar loses value and your real estate increases in value, you, there's a gap there that you probably made money on, but you didn't lose money. I think that's one of the most important things you said. It's a hedge against inflation. So, hey, I can figure out how I can not lose money. Because my money's sitting in the bank right now, you're losing a significant amount of money for your money sitting in the bank. You can make money off real estate through cash flow. You can make money off real estate through appreciation. You get some tax benefits from owning real estate. And, you know, like you said, you, you knew you had some plumbing skills, you had some fix up skills. You can increase the value of real estate. As if you actually recently found out, by fixing a place up, you increase the value tremendously. So tremendously, yes. <laughs> that's all the ways why, yeah, it's a hedge against inflation. And there's all this other stuff out there that real estate helps with. That's really cool. Yep. Um so you know what you've done a few deals in Austin. Um can you tell us advice of how to avoid a bad deal here? or just things you've seen that people have made mistakes with and you'd say, hey, don't do this. 
Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community, and now you can join. GoBundance.com slash emerge. GoBundance.com slash emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole-life millionaire. I think one one of the important things that I realized, because I mean, we always made mistakes. Uh, starting for my our first house, uh, when we were d- decided to buy the house, like we still didn't know about real estate, right? We just wanted to buy a house. We needed to, to we needed to put our money on a house because instead of burn, burning money on a rent place, <laughs> I rather put it on a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, though we didn't use the you know right approach to buy a house, we still were thinking about how we get a better deal. So my advice in these cases is just have a clear uh, criteria of what you're looking for. It's really important though our criteria form during the all our time looking for a house, we changed criteria because we were not really clear what we were looking for. Uh, and that's that's one of the important things that we need to to get is a clear criteria what we're looking for is as long as you are able to find that i'm pretty sure you're gonna focus more into the things that are important and then from there you will see that deal when when it pops up you'll see it you see that's the deal i'm looking for and 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 you'll go for it and and also you feel good because i'm i was talking to another person the other day it's like sometimes you feel i'm not sure if i'm doing a great deal on this i mean the number makes sense but i kind of worry about this if you if your criteria criteria is clear, oh man, you're not gonna have any doubt for it. You're gonna jump on it. You're gonna say, I'm gonna buy this. Even if it's only a hundred cash flow, but I know, I know this is this this has something, this has also in it. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I think, you know, I've actually heard that a few times in the last couple of days. Make sure you have a career criteria and then finding something is gonna be a lot easier. And I know myself when I don't have a clear criteria and I'm just out there and I say, I want to find a deal. I don't find anything. When I say, hey, I want to find a duplex in South Austin, in one of these neighborhoods within X amount of time of downtown. I think if you get too narrow, you say, I want this exact house in this exact neighborhood. If they're not willing to sell it, then you might be in trouble. But if you say, hey, I, I want to buy a duplex. I want to buy it in this part of town. I can spend this much money. And this is my my criteria for what how it needs to perform it can work a lot easier but if you just say hey i want to buy a property i don't care where it is i don't care what it is i don't care what kind of shape it's in then you're probably not going to find anything if you don't know what you're looking for you can't find anything so i really like that you said that yeah that's definitely that's definitely true and another part of my buys that i wanted to to bring is um when finding a deal even sometimes you should look out of the box, let's say of that way, because you probably know, because you were helping me find in my duplex as mm-hmm. that we found it because we were looking on single family instead of looking on a duplex, but it was just out of uh, <laughs> some uh, some kind of coincidence. Someone, my wife was looking into this, like, this is a duplex, this is not a single family. And I was like, oh yeah. It is a duplicate, and this is the one that we want. So sometimes it helps. I mean, that, that's exactly. I think sometimes when you are clear on what you want, uh, the universe conspires to help you out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
Do you want to talk about that real quick? Talk about the most recent purchase you had where there's a little bit of a big, bigger rehab and really what you've done there and what you went into it expecting and how it's turned out so far? Sure. Uh, the first thing, as I want to point out, we found it on an M- MLS. Because mm-hmm. even though we were like learning about all this real estate and how you can find something off market, mm-hmm. it's really hard uh, you as a newbie to get a hard money lender to help you off, uh, buy something off market. With mostly off market deals, you have to have a hard money lender or a private lender to fund it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have that at the time. And so we were looking at the, at the, at the, at the MLS and we found it that way. My wife loved to love to search in the MLS and she found it on a like a single family and it was actually a duplex and that, I guess that helped us. Um, so as soon as we found it, we say this is the one we want because we were living in the area before and we loved the area. Um, uh, after that, we went in and we say, hey, yeah, it needs three apps. Yeah, it was the kind of thing that you were like, oh man, if you, if, it's like, if you are not, Experience enough, you probably back out of the deal. But if you have like a person like Jordan <laughs> that will tell you, hey man, this is a great deal, or yeah. we'll kind of help you uh, look things a different way. Cause you sometimes are the way you look at things is not the same that someone else could look at it. And and that person will give you a view that you didn't consider. And as long as you say, Oh, that's right. And and that helped you a lot. So I think one of the advice that I'll keep too is to find someone that you know that has some experience that might help you because at the end, we, we, we're we learning on all this process and some people that have experience that you don't. Um, and that's another thing. So we found it. We said, yeah, we need to do a rehab on it. We're trying to do a 2 or 3K mm-hmm. uh, FHA loan on this one that we can go over it later. And... We couldn't, we went normally FHA, and after that, oh, we have to deal with the rehab. We spent a little bit of money on rehab, more than we expected, so I always plan a little bit that you always going to probably spend a little bit more than you expected. That happens, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the time sometimes, it takes longer than you expected to, mostly with the crazy market you have right now. You have a lot of contractors are busy, like, mm-hmm. because... Uh, contractor and say, say, um, I mean, I, I might help you, but I'm busy all this month, so I cannot help you until next month. I was like, what? And it, it's it's really difficult. So time is it's it's really hard to measure. Uh, uh, at least at the time that we were doing this, I'm not sure about right now, but <laughs> so that's one thing. Yeah, I'm not sure um, if you want to me to go deep on another point. Oh, whatever you want to share. Um, so and I really like what you said, though. Of, hey, it's probably going to cost more than you think, and it's probably going to take longer than you think. And I think when you set those expectations in your head that, hey, they said this would be done by the 10th, I don't think it's going to be done by the 10th. It's probably going to take a little bit longer. So when they get done by the 15th, you're not mad about it. Or if they say it's going to cost $1,000 and it costs $1,500, you are not mad about it. It makes your mental headspace a lot easier but that's absolutely my experience with contractors is it costs more it takes longer uh, not all the time but that can happen a lot for simple reasons that they could just find something they couldn't have known about that's going to take them longer to fix and it's going to cost more money to fix you can only see what you can see until you start tearing into stuff there might be other issues that they just there's no way they could have known about it and stuff just happens like right now 
uh, we're having huge supply chain issues after COVID. Maybe you can't get to the materials you need to do the rehab and that slows you up. So yeah. I, loved, I loved your advice there. It's gonna take longer than you think, probably gonna cost more than you think. Yeah, and regarding that specific point, um, uh, our windows took like two months to get our oh. windows. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and what what else I was gonna say about that is that um, um, if you are new and you decide to do stuff yourself, even if you feel that you're handy doing stuff, uh, you should add a little bit more time because <laughs> sometimes like I know I did a bunch of stuff on our rehab and uh, and that caused delays too because it's just myself doing stuff. So I yeah. didn't um, count how much I'll take for me to do so. Yeah. So, so that, you, that's you, another experience. Yeah. It's just you and you're only one person. You have a, a life and you have a job and stuff happens. You know, it's you can't get done. No matter what, no matter who's doing it, it's probably going to take a little longer than you expect it to. And yeah, there's going to be unforeseen stuff that comes up. So that's great advice when you're talking about getting into a rehab. Yeah, you can buy something turnkey, but you can't add value to turnkey properties easily. Um, you're just hoping the market's going to go up. Maybe you're buying something strategically that you think, oh, this is in a neighborhood that's going to appreciate rapidly or I'm putting a bid down on a new construction that's two years out. And by the time it's done, I think it's going to be worth a lot more. But the tried and true way to make money in real estate is improve the value of an asset. And that's difficult, which is why most people don't do it. They just want to buy a turnkey. Yeah. Um, what's one thing you tell people that are getting into real estate investing? So one thing you tell a newer investor you guys have done a couple, you've got some experience. If somebody came to you today and said, Arian, I'm looking to get into real estate investing, what would you tell them? Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here. And I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing. And I'd be able to help more people. Thanks guys. The first thing I'll tell them is do it get into real estate investing. <laughs> uh, and um, I would advise them to go house hacking. Uh, as a newbie, it's leader, I mean, it's less risky to go start flipping. Uh, I mean, I personally, I have no experience with flipping. So that's why I don't advise anyone to go there and start by flipping. But if they feel like flipping is something that they love and do it, okay, do it. But I would say, do it, man. Do it, get into real estate investment. You won't regret it. Yeah, no, that's awesome advice. That's all you need to hear. You'll you'll figure out the rest. You know, get into it, jump into it, start learning about it, and it's so much fun. You're going to figure out everything. Um, I like what you said too about you know maybe you get into something that's quick and simple and easy like house hacking. Even house hacking with a rehab project, it's there's not those tight timelines as flipping. With flipping, you might need to be out of it in three or four months and your hard money costs are really high or you've got holding costs on the project and you have to make a certain amount of money if you buy a house hack even a rehab house hack like you guys bought your time is is your friend you know it's not your enemy so you can take your time getting it done and maybe it's a little slower than you thought and more expensive and, and that's annoying but it's not going to hurt you in the long run but with flipping 
if, if you're a contractor, maybe that's something you get into. But if, if you're just getting started, I think house hacking is definitely the best way to start. Yes. Um, so, Arian, you guys have done a few here in Austin. Obviously, you came from a country where you can't do any of that stuff. You guys are just crushing it. What's next for you? What are your long-term goals and what's your vision for real estate investing? So since you mentioned that we came from another country, I would love to say, guys, if we could do it, um, you guys can do it too. Um, and um, our our goals, uh, we were discussing our goals la last week, and we will want to keep on house hacking. Mm -hmm. uh, probably like we are uh, actually looking forward for the, our next house hack. Uh, can't wait to do it. Um, after that, we are planning to start building a property management uh, company. We are really looking into this. We're trying to put uh, small shots hurt if we can into our projects on in that specific case. Uh, but again, we try to keep doing our house hugging strategy, but at the same time, buy and hold strategy because mm -hmm. we planning to keep buying and keeping it, buying and keeping it. and at least on the next three years. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think you can house hack over and over. I've done that. I just bought my fourth. Um, that's been very good to me. So I can't recommend that enough. But just doing the simple it's get rich slow scheme, buy and hold real estate, buy real estate, keep buying it. It's very predictable. You know it works. Everybody knows it works. It's not exciting. It's not crypto. It's not options trading. It's nothing crazy with these huge risks and these huge swings up and down. But, you know, you buy a house every year and you're way ahead of all your peers. That's all you do. And it's easy to forget that when you hear about all these people syndicating apartments or doing all this crazy stuff. All you have to do is buy a house every year and you're set by the time you're 45 or 50 and you're a millionaire and you're crushing it. Yeah. And touching that point right away, it's like uh, really quick is that you probably too busy working into this when you suddenly you say your cash or your bank account is uh, close to zero and you go to and check your um, uh, worth it's like huge. I was like, yeah, I never like coming from Cuba. I never seen so much money on, on, yeah. on, on my hands, you know, and like and it's comforting knowing that somehow it's slow. It's not uh, exciting, as you said, but it's there and you can see that somehow it's growing and, and, and you can see the result of your hard work. Yeah, and you know, like you said, it might not all be in your bank account right now. It's a lot of it's in the properties, but if you absolutely have to have that money, if somebody in your family gets hurt or you're in an emergency, you can ac access that stuff through, you know, either selling the property or refinancing or getting lines of credit. Um, having those assets is extremely powerful for unlocking money for you to use right now if you need it. Obviously. You don't always want to do that unless you can make money with that equity. But if you need that equity and you, you have an emergency, it's there for you to help you. And that's another great thing about real estate is you've always got something there to protect you if anything bad happens. Arian, do you have a favorite business or mindset book that you like to recommend to people? Oh, yes, I do. I, um, I have a couple, but 
uh, starting on real estate, I would say I'm not gonna go go to the biggest one, but the ones that really touched me deep, and one of them was the richest man in Babylon. Yeah. Oh man, that 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 book's really touched you. It's like The Alchemist, mm -hmm. uh, but it's more business related than The Alchemist. It's more spirit wise and the richest man in Babylon was the one that I really love of course I love rich dad poor dad that book was amazing mm -hmm. but I don't know somehow the richest man in Babylon touched me deeper <laughs> on, yeah. on my on my thinking on my way to see life uh, and at least business the way to see business and, and money yeah that's a great book richest man in Babylon and guys we'll have all this in the show notes too so you'll be able to pick up these books um, rich dad, poor dad, one a lot of people mention, and the richest man in Babylon, which had not mentioned that much, but it's an amazing book. I really like the stories, you know, stories like that. The richest man in Babylon is a it is a personal finance book, but it's also kind of a story, and it's fun to read. It is fun to read. It's really good, yeah. and that's what I mentioned. The alchemist, because the alchemist is really is 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 kind of the richest man in Babylon, but more spiritual. Uh, uh, for for the person for that road that you decide to take and how the universe conspired to help you either way spiritually or or, or wealth or it's, it's really amazing <laughs> awesome yeah so definitely check out those two books um arian how can people follow you or get a hold of you is there a preferred platform of choice you have or is there some way people can reach out to you Yes, I mean, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I have my, you know, Irene Carrera Alvarez on LinkedIn. Uh, my preferred uh, platform is Facebook. You can reach me on Facebook probably faster than any other platform. And I do have uh, an Instagram and my wife and I, we have a uh, um, uh, account on Instagram. It's called with Cuban Flavor. And we mm -hmm. also have a website as www.wikubanflavor.com. Awesome. You can reach out either way. And you, I advise you guys to go there because it's not real estate uh, projected and they have a lot of uh, Cuban recipes and very healthy <laughs> for everyone to try. Awesome. Yeah. So check out with cubanflavor.com and on Instagram with Cuban Flavor. Uh, lots of awesome recipes on there. So speaking of recipes, Arian, what's your favorite restaurant in Austin? Oh, it's it's really hard to say that it's not Cuban because I haven't found a Cuban, a really good Cuban restaurant in Austin that I really enjoy. But the Luper Tortilla, oh my God, I love the Luper Stick. It's one of my favorites there. And the fajitas there are amazing. <laughs> Luper awesome. Tortilla. Luper Tortilla. Where is that located? I, I don't think I'm familiar. I probably am, but can't remember. They have they have a few ones. They have a one uh, close to the domain on on the other side of the domain where there's a Home Depot right there. There's one there. Uh, there's another one in Cedar Park, and there's another one on uh, Premium Outlets on Rumbrook. There's mm -hmm. one close to there. Awesome. So all up north, uh, Lupe Tortilla, great restaurant. Thank you so much for coming on here, Arian. Again, if anybody needs to reach out to Arian, go to www with cubanflavor.com or at, on instagram at with cuban flavor thank you so much we will talk to you here soon thank you Gerdan. thank you for reminding me here